Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Greenbean to my this way and I've got O'Leary to my that way. Matt, how you doing tonight? Uh, good. It's a victory Tuesday. Can we carry that over? Because I'm still amped up about Sunday's win. Ah, oh, dude. Two and two feels a lot better than one and three. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? This is fantastic. <laughs> Let's see. It's not me. It's you have to unmute me, he says. It says guest has muted themselves. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Way to go. There no. we go. All right. You know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little uh, boot green bean from the screen. <laughs> we'll we'll have him come back. back. That's we'll got to be what it is. Refresh. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, Mr. Greenbean, can you hear us? Yeah. Well, you know what it said over here? It said Ryan didn't, wouldn't let me in. That's what it said. Ryan doesn't want oh, wait, me in the were, show. Did you see that you were live or no? Yeah, I could see everything. I could hear you guys. Matt oh, you just happy. couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't talk. You had a big red X over my thing that I couldn't play. I couldn't hit. That's, <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm in a good mood, too. I really am. I promise. Oh, man. Victory Tuesday. We get two of them in just like two weeks' time, three weeks' time. Yeesh. So kind of nice. Uh, this felt like the Jets' best game so far. Felt like they dominated. I shouldn't say dominated, but it felt like they were in control the whole game outside of like the last two minutes of the half and then maybe the first half of the third quarter. But aside from that, I thought the Jets' defense played better. I thought the Jets' offense played better, you know, across the board. And it does help that we were going against Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, but Hey, you can only play who's on the field opposite you. Uh, Green Bean, let's jump into... Uh, well, before we do that, make sure you hit the like button on the way in. We got 200 people in here. We got 55 likes. Hit the like button. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pull a qualifier. So, Green Bean, I'm going to have you in control of Nightbot. You can write down some qualifiers as we get up in likes. And then if you want to get double entered, retweet the stream over on Twitter. And if you're watching after the fact, or maybe you're listening to the podcast, come over here, leave a comment down below this video, and you'll get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. So, Green Bean, go. I'm going to kick it to you first. How you feeling about this Jets victory? Well, look, like you were talking about, you know, like there was a, there was a period there. It's funny, you know, we were live the whole time, right? And you guys came on. Uh, I'm cutting up that three hour and a 45 minute video to show the complete mental illness that is the Jets fan watching a Jets game because the peaks and valleys of this experience it's like we were so happy with the drive and the giddy or whatever the hell you guys the gritty whatever the fuck that is <laughs> we do we know we were so happy with the Philly special and every, the run game and the pass game the balance and then it kind of it took a little nosedive and we gave the game back, and then they do the thing that is kind of the the thorn in our side over the years. They wait till halftime, and they bring in the kid. They bring mm. him in for his first heroic day. Dude, they, Mike Tomlin, they, they, if there's anything I learned or was reinforced in that game, it's that Mike Tomlin is a smart mofo. 
because number one, he attacked LaMarcus Joyner early and often. Now, LaMarcus Joyner made him pay for it, but wouldn't you attack LaMarcus Joyner for the first three weeks of the season? He went right at our weak spot. And then in the halftime, he looked at Jets history and he brought in the kid and he looked like the hero for a minute. So Jets fans were freaking the hell out. And then we came back and gave us another beautiful fourth quarter. And we we ran that fourth quarter. Let's be real. After the first few minutes, it was ours. And that's the thing, man. It's like, look, this team, we have to give it like just we we can throw a lot of crap at them and, and deservedly so. But when they can when this team refuses to stop fighting and stop playing and they get to the fourth quarter and they find ways to win in other people's houses, we got to compliment them too, man. I might not agree with things, all the things, you know, the things I don't agree with them. I would have benched the Marcus Jordan. And we never would have saw that if it was me, I'll be real <laughs> honest. Uh, but it's like, so they're playing hard and they came out on top, man. And I think it's fantastic. I think we're onto something here, man. This is, this is the beginning of something. Matt, how you feeling about the win? Uh, tremendous. Uh, they were very gritty. That's the word that I keep going to. It was a gritty win. Uh, they found themselves down, and like Green Bean, I got the Baker Mayfield 2018 flashbacks uh, when they put in the young quarterback. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little nervous, but our young quarterback came up huge in the fourth quarter. It was a little bit of a rocky start for him. There were some good moments and some tough moments but when it mattered most I thought he played incredibly well and you know that's going to be the big storyline and shout out to the defense who like I didn't know they were allowed to create four turnovers in a game like that was awesome I didn't think that was allowed to happen for the Jets but it was awesome I'm in LaMarcus Joyner baby two picks let's go yeah when's the last time the Jets had four turnovers in a game a long time (laughs) long Long time. time last one I can like think of I didn't Ty Law have like a shit ton of interceptions the one game, like the final game of the season, he had like three or four himself. Um Yeah. He had ten no idea. that one year with us. The the the, yeah. the first stint he he played for us twice. And the first time he had ten picks. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely great. Um loved what we got out of the defense. The the defensive line, you saw Quinnen get after it. You got to see uh Quinnen get a sack, Lawson got a sack. Uh, who's the other one I'm missing? Jermaine Johnson got a sack. Like this D line, we saw Bryce Huff. We were talking about this at, at halftime over on Green Bean Stream. Bryce Huff is actually out there. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? We actually got some pressure. And he he had the same amount of pressures as Quinn and Williams, and Huff right. only played nine snaps <laughs> in like pressure situations. That. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine that, Ryan, you know, like, and this is the thing, like, look, I I don't think anybody is trying to say that Bryce Huff is the next Bruce Smith or anything, but when you watched him in the preseason, and we talked a little bit about this, there were sacks that Tanzel Smart got, there were sacks that Michael Clemens got, uh, there were all kinds of tackles for loss, that Bryce Huff was the reason that they happened. It's his pressure. It's his pushing that side into the, you know, when the quarterback has to step up into Tanzel Smart or what have you. Like his presence is undeniable. And it was all preseason. We make him inactive for three weeks. He comes in, like you said, nine snaps. And you knew he was playing. When he was on the field, almost every time you're like, Hoff! It's like you could see it. His impact is very, very real. He's the fastest rusher we have. You know, coming around the edge, man, I think we should use that. Hopefully, 
Just like we saw with Garrett Wilson week one, they threw him in there a handful of plays and he let them know, I'm somebody over here. You know, you need to recognize what I bring to the table. And they did. The next game he had, you know, he had that blow-up game. Maybe we'll see the same thing with Bryce Huff. I, I think that would be smart. Matt, how'd you feel seeing Bryce Huff out there? Good. I don't know why he was inactive the first three weeks. Um, I think he is one of the Jets' better pass rushers, and he only played nine snaps but was extremely effective in those nine snaps. I would like to see more of him, less Jacob Martin, and uh, yeah, I, I think he was really good. Yeah, across the board, this defense, the interceptions, Sauce and Reed playing well, the safeties having a good good showing. I feel like this was our most complete game. And do you think it had to do with Reed and Quinnen kind of calling people out last game? You saw the explosion on the sideline from Quinnen, who's normally very reserved. And then you have Reed sort of saying, hey, we got to get together with the coaches and try to simplify some of this stuff. And it didn't feel like we had the breakdowns in coverage quite so much. Like it felt like when we did get beat, it was because we got beat. Like like CJ Mosley got beat once or twice and it was just the guy was better than him. Like it, I'm all right with losing like that. Like the, it's the mental errors that cause a blown up touchdown when Bateman goes over the top or when we, you know, we get sloppy and we don't wrap up a tackle whitehead. Like, I don't know. It's, do you think, did it seem like we simplified the defense to you, Green Bean? Uh, me, you know, I don't know. I, I will That's a tough say, question, I, I guess. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I noticed that it was any simpler. What I did notice, I mean, I think the biggest thing, man, was that the safety play seemed to be stout. Like, they mm -hmm. seemed to be able to to hold up their end of the bargain. I mean, look, we've been watching DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner play excellent, you know, for the first chunk of the season here. And the weakness consistently has been whoever's in that safety, even including Jordan Whitehead in the passing game, at least. Um, mm -hmm. he's He's been an issue. And they both came up big for us uh, in numerous ways. And I think that's what really made the difference. Our pass rush, yes, we got three sacks. Um, but I didn't. I don't think they were – I mean, they're still not – maybe they're coming around, right? But there's, that's still not the impact that we were kind of hoping to see this season. It's better. But I think the major difference between the first three weeks and what we saw this week was the safeties. Uh, Pooch Guy drops in with Super Chat. Pooch Guy says, while on vacation in Disney, my cashier was a BYU student. Didn't know uh, how that sign was going to play out, but glad it ended up not ruining my trip. Also, trying hard to keep myself from getting too high. Uh, yeah, th that's the thing, right? With Jeff fans, we haven't had that much success, so you get the 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 miraculous game against the Browns. We're going to come out. We're going to beat up this bad offensive line of the Bengals, right. and we're going to punch him in the mouth. And then we get kicked in the balls. And then <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, well, now we're facing, uh, you know, the Steelers. And, you know, it's the young kids. Like, it's we got a shot. There's a shot there. And then you see it, like, start going sideways. And then you're like, oh, man, it's going to happen again. We're going to do the Jets thing. And then we wind up coming back and getting it. Uh, but, yeah, very cool. Uh, BYU uh, student. Over in, in Disney, yep. were you in, Pooch Guy, were you in Disneyland or Disney World? Always a fun uh, question to ask. Mm. Um, Everaldo drops in, says, Green Bean, can you please do the gritty? Everaldo, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you yesterday. <laughs> $2 is too cheap <laughs> to do the gritty right. on camera. The gritties. Hell yeah. Nice. Ryan Ryan nailed it there, Everaldo. <laughs> Two bucks ain't enough to get my ass dancing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
<laughs> my wife hasn't done it yet, so I don't know. It's gonna. I don't know what it'll take, but it's not two dollars. <laughs> All right, we got Zach Wilson coming back for the first game that we've seen from him since the end of last year. Like we saw a drive where it was like what four plays maybe in preseason, five plays in preseason. We finally get to see him. 50% completion percentage, 252 yards, two touchdowns. That's one passing, one receiving, and then two interceptions. One of those interceptions was a higher ball, bad pass, but tipped off the top of Conklin's hands and into the defender's hands. So in my mind, I think Conklin should catch that. Shouldn't be 100% on Zach. Um, but the 50% completion percentage, I feel like that is a little... Uh, you know, doesn't tell the full story, right? Like how many times did we see Zach Wilson scrambling for his life, running, you know, away from guys, that weird trick play they tried to do with Michael Carter and they flipped it back and he was able to somehow get the ball and push it out of bounds. Now he wound up throwing an interception just two plays later, but he saved us like 13 yards with that heads up play and getting it out of bounds. He had another play earlier in the, I want to say it was the beginning of the second quarter where he was like running around and he spun like a top. He did like a 360 and whipped the ball out of bounds incomplete pass. That's a nice play. You're at least like, I feel like his adjusted completion percentage is probably sitting closer to mid sixties than this 50% kind of indicates. Cause there were a few drops in there, uh, as well. Matt, how'd you feel about Zach Wilson's performance this past Sunday? Um, a lot better in the fourth quarter. Uh, there were some good moments early on, but like there was a point where he was completing 33% of his passes and uh, there were drops and there was a lot of reasons that went into it. But what I noticed as the game went on is I thought he looked a lot more uh, comfortable and he made a lot of big time throws, especially on, you know, money making downs, third down, fourth down, um, which is awesome. You, you love to see that. Um, and a, a big one too, like people say, oh, it's, Mis some of his stats were were misleading well the two interceptions one of them really wasn't his fault tyler conklin went and had a ball in his hands that turned into an interception which was beyond frustrating and uh you know overall i think it is something that we can take as a positive uh how he was able to uh you know improve as the game went on which is a big thing green bean how do you feel about zach's performance this past sunday yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of misleading stuff going around. I mean, a lot of those pressures, too. I mean, there were numerous times that I, I was yelling, like, dude, you got to get rid of it by now. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. if somebody's not open or whatever, you got to toss it in somebody's direction and just get it out of bounds. You got to do that. Now, that said, like like you said, Ryan, there were numerous times where, you know, look, when the, let's say everybody is covered and he's trying to extend the play. Like there were numerous times that he was able to do that, you know, and like if, if Joe Flacco was in this game, we lose this game. In my opinion, that's, mm -hmm. you know, like the the ability for, you know, that Zach brings to move around, get out of the pocket, extend plays, all those kinds of things is very, very exciting. And I thought he, you know, he pulled some really wacky stuff out of his out of his butt this week, you know, like uh, underhanded, just I mean, crazy stuff to get it out of bounds and everything. I, I really would hope not to have to see that kind of stuff very much, but it's his first game back. We all expected rust. We tried to warn ourselves beforehand. He's going to have bad moments, man. Mm -hmm. But when the bad mm -hmm. moments came, we couldn't handle them. 
you know, as a as a collective, it was like this fucking guy, this guy's not it. We need a real quarterback. It's like, Where's Bryce Young? This is bullshit. <laughs> I know, and it was bad, man. It was it was heavy duty. Not not everybody, right? Not everybody, but it was enough that it was weighing on me. Um, but I think, look, overall, and Matt just nailed it. Like when it, when, and this is the key thing. This is what you really want to see teams be able to do when whatever happens in the first three quarters, you want them to hang around. You want them to score. You want it to play well if they can. But when the fourth quarter comes in to, you know, when, when you get to the fourth quarter, you want your quarterback in particular, and obviously the whole team to kind of step up, settle down and be, be kind of focused and effective. And Zach Wilson was. And that's what we got to give him. Like, even when the pocket was encroaching in class, he was he was confident, man. Like, uh, there was a really good thing. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. I just caught it a little while ago uh, with Robbie Sabo uh, talking about uh, one of the anticipatory plays with Zach and Elijah Moore. You know, just kind of throwing to where Elijah Moore is supposed to be, not waiting until he sees him open and the whole thing and the trust that they have with one another. And he, and he talked about the offensive line and how they were doing a good job. There, w- there was a clean pocket. And Michael Carter, what a, an amazing block. They rushed six. We had six guys in there, including Michael Carter. They, it was a beautiful pocket, but it, was, but it was closing. And Zach, not for one split second, did he even consider that there's something cut. He was just laser-focused. He was confident, and he zipped it in there for a big gain. And that's the stuff, man. Like, it's not going to happen every play, but if you can do those things and stack those on top of each other, he's going to gain confidence. And I truly believe if Zach Wilson is confident and not kind of doing the crazy stuff, I think that he's got the talent to be somebody, man. And that's what we saw in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 100%. I want to, we got a few super chats here. I just want to go to one that just popped up because it was actually right where I was going to go with this conversation. Uh, And Rigo says AVT played amazing at left tackle, but it is, uh, is it just me or did the run game get worse after the transition, especially up the middle? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is Elijah Vera Tucker helped Fant last year. Elijah Vera Tucker helped Mitchell this year. Elijah Vera Tucker helped Tomlinson on the left-hand side this past week. I do think AVT is our best offensive lineman. I don't think it's even close. And I think his flexibility is absolutely incredible. Him being able to play left tackle is, is so so valuable and I'm, I'm interested to see what winds up happening now that mitchell's down like do you if brown comes back is brown left tackle and does avt now play his fourth position in in a year and a half and he goes to right tackle or do they kick him back over to right guard it's going to be fascinating to see matt i want to hear your thoughts on this yeah i you know i gotta give him some credit for how he played at, at left tackle i was stunned that they actually did it and uh listen i don't want to see connor uh, McDermott out, out there in any capacity. So keeping him off the field, uh, I am all for. But I think when Dwayne Brown is healthy and if George Fant is still out, I would move AVT back inside to guard and I'd be starting Mike Remmers. Um, I, I think he is more than capable to play at right tackle while uh, these guys are banged up. And hell, I would even consider starting Remmers this week. That's how unconfident I I am in uh in McDermott having any kind of chance to play at right on the right side. Greenbean, how you feeling about AVT playing left tackle this past week? I think you should stick him over there forever. That's what I think. I think, I mean, look, dude, how, how great is it that we have this guy 
that can do that. And look, we talked about this stuff. You know, we pondered this stuff. We brought up mm-hmm. that ABT played uh, left tackle in, in, in college to, to very, very great ends, you know. Now, did I think they would do it? I did not. I'll be real honest. It was something that we toyed with out here. I didn't mm-hmm. think they'd do it. And the reason we toyed with it, it was like you when, when you look at the backfill, right? So you look at is is Connor McDermott backfilling the left tackle side or is Nate Herbig filling the right guard spot? Which one is stronger? Because AVT is going to give you everything he's got no matter where he is. And they decided what we talked about, which was, Nate Herbig's kind of a stud. Now he might be, he you know, he might not be the greatest or anything like that, but he's he's a good interior offensive lineman. And they and they agreed with that. The wacky thing is that Connor McDermott had to come in anyway. And guess what he did? He had better numbers than Mitchell. All of a sudden, this guy over there, maybe he's a right tackle. I mean, again, I'm not trying to say, um, you know, whatever McDermott is the answer or anything like that. It'd be real nice if he could do that for a game or two for us though. If you can trust him to come in because left tackle ain't it for that guy. It's not Mm -hmm. it. He comes in at right tackle. We're like, dude, we're over. By the way, the first play McDermott comes in at right tackle. What does LaFleur do? He runs it to that side and then he does the trick play. (laughs) Like, yeah. Well, it's like there's no concern. He's like, nope, that's I don't care who's out there. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, give him a tight end. Give him something. Nope. Now, you know, he McDermott actually did really well in that play. Zach blew it. You know, he dropped the pass from um, Carter. And but I think ABT is an absolute stud. And Matt has said this on the on the stream. You know, it, it's going to be real nice when we get him into an actual position and keep him there, whatever it is. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say right guard, just keep him there. Um, but whatever it is, it's going to be nice when this guy can actually stop bouncing around and just be, I think we'll really see his star rise. Dax Milne's mom says these cornerbacks <laughs> are making me very nervous to start Waddle in fantasy this week. Shut him down. Let's go Jets. Ooh, yeah, this is going to be exciting to see this matchup with Tyree Kill and Waddle against our defensive backs. I think, uh, I don't know. Do you put sauce on Waddle and then try to like double coverage Hill on the other side? Matt, how you feeling? Um, I am I'm I'm a little bit nervous about those two because of their their speed. Um, but I think Sauce and DJ Reed are up for the test. What we were able to see from them so far this year through four games, they've been downright <laughs> phenomenal. Like you can make a legitimate case that they are the best duo in the league right now at corner, which like that sounds crazy to say that the jets have the best corner duo. Like what is this 2010? But no, it's, it's a reality right now. And uh, I think they're up for the test. Obviously like they're smaller and speedier. It's uh, the success we've seen have been against bigger receivers like Jamar chase um, and T Higgins and stuff like that. So this is kind of a little bit different, but with how they played, I, I think you put them on them one-on-one and say, all right, let's see how this goes. Travis comes in and says, go Jets. Yes, Travis, we completely agree with you. Uh, Daniel Murphy stops in, says, stats be damned. Zach had a good game. I like it. I like it. The box score GMs, yeah. they're not going to see what happened. But it That's was- right. You know, that's such a great point, Ryan. Like, they're going to look at the stats and go, this guy, look, he sucks. But it's not. There's a story. There's a yep. story. Mm-hmm. I like that, Daniel Murphy and Ryan. I agree with you guys. 
Kyle drops in and says, if we can win at least six out of the next 13 games, we'll be headed in the right direction. Uh, what's interesting about our schedule now is it's not as daunting as it was prior to the season. Like, obviously not having Tua, I, I think, makes me feel a little bit better. I, you know, I don't know if there's a huge, huge difference between him and Teddy, but I do think Tua is the better of the two quarterbacks for sure. Um, mm. But it feels like we might be able to to sneak one out against Miami. The The Packers just got taken to overtime with a third-string quarterback on the Patriots. So, like, that gives me a little bit of hope. Then you have the the Broncos who have not been playing well. Geno Smith is playing out of his mind. Russell Wilson seems like a shell of his former self. They just lost their running back for the season. Um, and then you then all of a sudden you're playing the Patriots. So like there's a few games coming up that are like, mm, the Jets can hang around. If they can keep it close, we kind of minimize the mistakes and we don't blow the, up the, uh, the coverages on the defensive side of the ball. We have a, a puncher's chance. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling about these next few games coming up? Yeah, I, you know, every year when you look at the schedule, everyone says, oh my God, this game's going to be so tough. And then, oh my God, this game's going to be so easy. And then we get there. It's like, well, that's not how I thought things were going to play out like at mm -hmm. all. And one of those games like could potentially be, you talked about Green Bay, that could potentially be an upset, but Denver stinks right now. Mm -hmm. And I know the Jets are terrible going on the road, especially playing in the altitude in Denver, but it's, it's Russell. I don't know what it is with Russell Wilson, but he just does not look like the same quarterback. That looks like a winnable game. Uh, you're getting the Dolphins, who looked like a juggernaut through the first three weeks with a backup quarterback. This suddenly becomes a winnable game. So, you know what? My vibes are pretty good right now. I'm uh, I'm happy with how things turned out. And look, I think when the uh, schedule came out and before the season, we all kind of said if they go two and two through the first four games. The Jets set themselves up nicely to be competitive the rest of the way, and that's where we are, so we'll see. Greenbean, how are you feeling about these next few games coming up on the schedule? You know, it's such a funny thing. You know, um, like what we think are the tough games before the season and what, you know, uh, every year, every single year it flips. You know, like there are teams that come out of nowhere. Like, look, two years ago, the Bengals were picking, you know, a couple picks after us or whatever, you know what I mean? They were considered on the bottom end and they were the number one overall pick three years ago and then then last year all of a sudden they're in the super bowl so then everybody jumps on it and goes oh the Bengals!" and then they struggle you know and like and then it's like like you look at tennessee you look at just like green bay i think aaron Rodgers, although he came back thankfully and beat the pats he looks really like that ayahuasca trip, man. He's just like, eh, nothing's important anymore. It's not, you know what I mean? He, just, he looks different. He, yep. he looks totally different, man. He's just like, I don't know. Look, I have a lot of friends that 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 do that kind of shit. They explore their spirituality through these things. And I, I have not, um, nor will I. But, and they say, like, when you do that stuff, you just kind of, you tap into something and you realize, like, everything in your life that you stress isn't important so he comes back and he's just like eh, if he catches it he catches it you know eh, i'm just gonna throw the ball you know and he looks like that so maybe like matt's maybe we play green bay and we beat him because we're all intense young and piss and vinegar and he's all super max and relax you know who knows like but that's the whole thing with the with the schedule man you know, yes, we can do our best before the season to try to try to, you know, make, you know, heads or tails out of it and who's going to be good. But every single year, the guys, you know, the teams that we think are going to be juggernauts 
A lot of the time they're not. They have a down year, and the teams that we think are going to be garbage, like the Jaguars, all of a sudden they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 they got a right hook down there, and they'll mm-hmm. knock you the hell out if you're not careful. And so that's the kind of fun part about the NFL. It's one of the things I like best about the NFL, uh, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, is that unpredictability. But I yep. think it makes it more fun. And our next 13 games, who the hell knows, man? We weren't supposed to be 2-2 two and two by 99% of their estimations. So here we come, baby. We're coming into this next 13 with brass knuckles on, bitches. That's what we're doing. Brady Quinn, get fucked. Oh, and nine, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, screw him. Brian Bogan drops in and says, we need a good lead so we can put Mims on display. We need a good lead so we can tee off our pass rushers and we can allow our safeties and uh, corners to play a little bit of, of robber, try to get some turnovers. We The game we played this past weekend was the type of game the Jets should be in. If we can score some points on offense and get teams not running the ball on us and having to pass on us, plays into the pass rush, plays into the uh, the secondary as well. Uh, Chris drops in and says, well, isn't two and two what we wanted? Good start, yep. build. Yeah, two and two feels a lot better than one and three for sure. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, oh man, those penalties on the, the goal line that pushed us back after the uh, the Carter touchdown, it's like, oh geez, we're going to flub it up here. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to go one and one and two or one and three. And then we were a kneel down away <laughs> in the Browns game for being 0-4. It's, it's amazing like how that flips and how our energy is just entirely different uh, from yeah. week to week. So it is kind of nice to see that. Uh, Gabe drops in. Gabe says, we're 500, been forever, but must say it feels good. Plenty of positives from the game. Zach, AVT, Joyner, Davis, but one unsung gun is center Connor McGovern. Respect. Gabe, completely agree. These guys had a really nice day about him. Greenbean, if you had to pick one player from this past weekend, who would you say gets your little uh, gold star? AVT, man. I mean, I think he's mm-hmm. the he's the biggest one. I mean, we talked about him, so it's not, you know, and he's not sexy or fun or anything. But when you take a guy out of position and you stick him in probably, you know, arguably the hardest position on the entire offense next to quarterback, and he thrives. I mean, I don't know how he can't be the hero. Zach, I mean, um, uh, Garrett Wilson is pretty freaking exciting to watch, though, man. I'll tell you that. He's uh, hard to not say that guy's name. Yeah, I'm going to say Corey Davis gets my little gold star. I, I, I really liked, I love the connection that him and Zach have. And you saw it early in last season. He just kind of force fed the ball to him. And now that he's got the mm-hmm. little bit of a report with Elijah Moore, now you kind of see Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. I'm just waiting to see that Garrett Wilson connection. Matt, what about you? Who gets your gold star? Well, you both had phenomenal answers. Uh, I'm going to go a different direction, though. I'm going to say Quinnen Williams, who continues Ooh. to play at an elite level. Mm-hmm. Love it. Absolutely love it. Quinnen's been rock solid. I was watching your your episode on him yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was. Yeah, and it was yesterday. just so good. I was, I'm, I'm like, oh my! I actually said it in my video. I think I did yesterday. I was like, oh, O'Leary has this like Quinnen Williams like got me all jazzed up. This dude's on pace to be like top in hits and like, top in yeah. tackles, like for an interior defensive lineman. Quinnen is gonna get paid. Oh, he yeah. deserves it. He does. Uh, he's, Dax, been, he's been great. Sorry, God. Yeah, dude. 
Dax Milne's mom says, I saw a report that AVT started practicing left tackle reps on his own a few weeks ago. If that's true, that's a leader. That shows this team isn't the same old Jets. This is what happens when you draft and sign guys that are captains on their college football teams, that are put in leadership positions. This is the reason why I did not want us to go after Tyreek Hill. Not the only reason, but I feel like the the juxtaposition of what he is from a personality standpoint and what we were building in our locker room is so drastically different. And I think AVT is the embodiment of everything Joe Douglas wants this locker room to be. Greenbean, can you speak for, uh, you know, how this locker room has kind of gelled and the leadership and the culture that has just kind of changed over the last few years? Yeah, well, I think, look, number one out of everything else, like um, we've seen situations like this before, like when, you know, the team, for whatever reason, just comes out and they play well for a little while. And then, you know, they get up, you know, they get down a touchdown, they get down 10 points, and we see them completely quit. We see all their heads down, the coaches stoically silent on the sideline or sitting on the bench snorting cocaine, whatever we've seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the big difference is that this team, even when Jets fans, because we're so conditioned to think when it looks like it's over, it's over, we get the feeling we recognize it and we're like, it's over, man. Even when we're like that, the team this season and last season, I, I could say I saw it a little bit, but I, you know, I, I can't quite, I don't think it's quite to this degree. This season, no matter what we say about Sala, Ulbricht, and the rest, the team is refusing to, to give up. Even if it's a minute and 55 seconds left down by 13 points, they're out there saying, that's our chance. He just ran in the end zone. We got it. Let's go. And the Cleveland Browns coach is bringing his kids out there, and they're putting up graphics on, on the TV, and Rich Cimini <laughs> sending out tweets, and everybody's, uh, ah, and meanwhile, the Jets are winning. They're, they're just stealing the game back. And everybody says, what the hell just happened? Because the Jets didn't quit. And we saw it again in Pittsburgh. Man, Jets fans were, I mean, for that third quarter, it's like, this is the worst. Sack sucks, blah, blah, blah. And the Jets just said, uh-uh, we're going to keep playing. And that's a testament to Salah and, you know, what they're doing with these young guys who weren't told they're supposed to suck. And I think that's that's the big change, man. Matt, how are you feeling about this same old Jets not being the same old Jets? Well, if they were the same old Jets, they wouldn't have won in week two and week four. Like mm-hmm. I think Green Bean said it perfectly. They're they're hanging around, and you know, I think the coaching staff uh, gets ripped at times, and you know, deservedly so. I think there's some things we all don't necessarily agree with, but uh, it, vibes are very much so different, and I, I think they deserve some credit for that. And I hope this continues because uh, winning is fun. I like winning. Yeah, <laughs> let's right, do this Matt, some more, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what: if we lose the next two. Oh boy, it's oh, back! Yeah. You know we're all the hey, the world's gonna come crashing down. <laughs> That's exactly Everybody needs to go. Blow it up. Uh, <laughs> take a breath, everyone. Take a breath. We're nuts. We are nuts. RJ says, "Is five dollars enough to at least know the number to see one of y'all gritty?" <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Let's say. Uh, uh, let's say fifty dollars is one. Hundred dollars is all three of us. Is that fair, guys? I don't sure. even know really how to do it. I don't really know how to yeah. do it, but I can I can mimic what I saw on, <laughs> on TV. 
We'll say that. That'll be the the number. Um, who's the next one? Up? I saw something in here. A hundo. Matt O'Leary does the gritty. Hundo. Hundo's all three. Fifties one. Joe Buddha says when Zach dropped back, had time. He set his feet and fired a missile down the field. He looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If he can put it together, the and the O line settles in, he will be great. This kid's got the talent. Like legitimately rocket launcher of an arm and really, really amazing, like elusiveness. Just just being able to escape pressure and feeling the pressure too. It feels like he feels the pressure this year compared to last year where he was kind of getting blindsided a little bit. Um, yeah, this when he has time, it's fun to watch. Matt, how'd you feel when Zach had time? Uh, good. I felt confident that he was going to go the right way with the ball, which is not something that we're 100% used to, but I think he was very, very good when he had the time. Greenbean, what about you? How'd you feel when Zach had time to actually throw the ball? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, there was that stretch there where he looked kind of, he, you know, he looked erratic, right? Um, mm -hmm. But again, like Matt said, like one of those picks was not his fault. And we had arguments about it was a little high. It hit Connor or whatever the hell's name is, Conklin, uh, in the hands. Perfect. Mm -hmm. He had both hands on it. So, you know, that's the kind of thing. But um, I think that, you know, again, in that fourth quarter, you know, what we saw was Zach Wilson, who's calm, who's confident. He never had happy feet. Even when he was scrambling around and doing his crazy thing, he was making guys miss all over the place. And that's part of his skill set, which is fine. I'd, I'd like to see that less. But he has that, you know, in the tank, which is great, man. And if the offensive line who has been, I mean, dude, look at what we're dealing with. We lost another tackle uh, in week four. So that's that's four, right? We lost four tackles. Uh, so far, so far this year, I think we uh, Max Mitchell's not out for the season, which is nice, and maybe we get Dwayne Brown back. But if the offensive line can continue to just protect Zach, I think that this guy, the sky's the limit, man. He's got everything you want in a quarterback. We just got to protect him. Muttviles says would love Sauce's first interception to be against Tyreek Hill. Go Jets! If there's oh, yeah. one player that I really, really want to shut down this entire season, it's Tyreek Hill. It would make me feel so much better about, like, just the Dolphins' future and everything because I feel like if we can, you know, find a way to lock him down, that I, – I feel like there's a little bit of, like, oh, man, that team is a track team right now. Like, they could run a four-by-one with their running backs, their friggin' wide receivers. Like, that is a fast friggin' team. If you could shut down Tyreek Hill – arguably the best receiver in the league that is a a notch on sauce's belt that i think is going to be really impressive matt how you feeling about sauce's chances if he goes up against hill i think he has the speed to keep up with him um you know a lot of times these bigger corners like sauce and, and lanky they don't necessarily have the speed to keep up with some of those shifty guys but mm -hmm. i think he has you know, he's such a rare talent and a special talent that I think he's going to end up being fine. And he put him on display. Let's go. Hennessy says, pull up the receipts from Sunday's game, Green Bean. <laughs> There's <laughs> plenty of people getting upset. I think the Browns game was the best one, though. That, that was fun watching people like, oh, doom and gloom. And like Samini's tweeting out bullshit. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, not so fast. Yeah. 
You know, and, and Hennessy, you know, like it was funny. We had like a good hour there where not Jeremy was complete. I had to write Jeremy private chats like you need to come the fuck down, man. You know, and I was doing that. And then it, like there were super chats coming in just to say Zach sucks. We need to fire people. I was I kept saying, like, I don't know what is I don't even what this is anymore. I don't know what you guys are doing. And then I just said in there, I said, I want you guys to know. There's 19 minutes left in this game. You guys have completely given up. And if it turns around, I'm going to I'm gonna rub your faces in shit, man. I know who you are, and I'm making a video. And I'm almost done editing it, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's not an easy task. But I'm telling you, you guys, all you little motherfuckers are going to be on that, on that video. You'll see. <laughs> With I love, love it. I get it. But, yeah, man, it was brutal. Thanks, Hennessy. Yeah, if you guys are ever watching the game and you're just interested to see reaction, Green Bean streams it over on the Jet Nation YouTube channel. And Matt and myself come on for halftime and we talk about our thoughts on the game and then we'll pop in if something big happens and we'll, we'll you know bounce around. It's it's a lot of fun with Green Bean and Jeremy for the uh for the games. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time, man. It really is. I mean, and it and it grows every every week. It you know, for the last three years, it just it continues to grow and everything. And it's like the way I see it, it's like, you know, most of us like we're look, we're not at the stadium, right? Most of us. And we're scattered all over their place. Like we're all watching it at our house. Why not jump in and hang out with everybody? You know, that's how I, I look at it as a big hang, you know? Yeah, nice. absolutely. Daniel drops in, says, I'm raising five grand. So Jake Asman will change his name to Jets forever. <laughs> Is that all it takes to change your <laughs> yeah. name? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I don't. Five grand, change your name. Yeah, I like my name too much to be Jets Forever, I think. (laughs) Although maybe maybe it's his YouTube name. Maybe that's what it is. I'll change my, I'll change my, uh, I don't want to change my handle for five grand. It would be funny though. That would be funny though. Yeah, if it was like for six months or something, like on, on a dare, then maybe. But that's, it's bad business, my friend. Nicholas George King says just wanted to say i love you guys go jets nicholas yeah we love you too all right big old sloppy kiss on the cheek that's right we're gonna make out with nicholas virtually (laughs) (laughs) um all right chris drops in with super chat says do you guys know the schedule uh how the schedules get made seems like every season we are playing the same teams Browns three in a row, Jags two in a row, Bengals two in a row, a lot of repeat games every season, it seems. Yes, so the way they dictate the uh, the schedule is there's a rotation, right? Like, so this year we're playing the AFC West and the NFC, or no, AFC North and the NFC North. So we're playing, you know, both divisions. Last year we played the, was it the West divisions? I think it was the AFC West and the NFC yeah. West? Yeah. No, was it and it was it right? AFC uh, or was South? Yeah, the West. We we AFC had to play West. Chiefs. We everybody. played Colts. We played Colts, Jaguars. Yeah, you're right. It's the South. Yeah, and then we had the I think we had the Saints Excellent. and Bucks too. We definitely had the Bucks. Yeah, so they that's how they do it. They that you play by like division. So Yeah, just rotate. That you you have your six games from your inside your division. So Buffalo, Miami, New England. You have like for this year, for example, the four games against the AFC North, the four games against the NFC North. So you get your one division in the NFC in the opposite conference. Then 
your other two games, so there's three games total, but your other two games, two of them, are going to be dependent on where you finish within your division. So the reason the Jets play the Browns or the Bengals or any of those teams um, is because the Jets finished last in their division. So they play the last place teams in the divisions that they did not play. So if we play the North this year, um, that means we're playing the fourth. It is the fourth place team, right? Like we were the last place team. Yeah. So we would play the fourth place teams in the AFC South, which is the Jaguars or uh, sorry, the, um, oh yeah, no, the Jaguars. And then the last place team in the AFC West, which was the Broncos. So that's how you get those two games. I'm not entirely sure how they do the 17th game. Do you guys know how they how they do that, Green Bean or Matt? Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, that one I'm not sure. Because yeah. last year, was it Philly was our like wild card weird game? Maybe it's like a, maybe it's an out of conference game. Maybe that's how they do it. And then I just don't know how they choose it. That's that's a perplexity to me, but yeah, that's that's why we get repeating games because like the Browns suck, the Jets have sucked, so we constantly yeah, kind we of, all suck. Yeah, yeah so we, we constantly play them. That's why you got to see the the Patriots and the Colts play a lot back in the day when Peyton and and Tom mm-hmm. Brady were so good because uh, they were always finishing first in their divisions. Um, I think the NFL yeah. has the best scheduling of any of the major sports, uh, with the exception of the Thursday night games. Uh, and Mutt Viles, I see your super chat, but I want to talk. Um, about the Tua situation, the the head injury that he suffered Oof. two Sundays ago and then came into play just four days later. I hate the Thursday night games to begin with. Yeah. Like you should yeah, not be them. playing such yeah. a violent game four days after a violent game. I Shouldn't agree. happen. If you add a second bye week, the NFL now gets an extra week of football. Every team gets two buys. You play your Thursday night game after a bye week, so you have at least 10 days off. And then right. now all of a sudden, since the NFL is stretched out that extra week, we, you know, as Jet fans, since our team is not playing in two weeks, we are going to have more exposure to other teams out there. So it spreads the NFL brand. Not to mention, you could start the season on Labor Day if you wanted, and you could end the season on President's Day now that they've had that extra season. Because now, in, a, in effect, you have a 19 uh, week season, but a 17 game season. Uh, and I think that, I, I think that's how they should do it personally. I think that's fucking brilliant. I did. I'm impressed with this Ryan guy. Look at all that. <laughs> he's good. I've been I'm serious. spouting off about this for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah. But think about it, man. Like number one, I totally agree with Thursday games. I don't even like them on principle because it's just weird to me. Like I'm a Sunday mm-hmm. and Monday guy. You know, I don't even love night guys like Sunday. Give me Sunday mm-hmm. football. That's what I want. But Monday mm-hmm. nights are fun. And then they add this Thursday thing. And then later there's Saturdays. I'm like, boo. I just, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're saying, but but on that side of things, it makes so little sense. Like you said, and two is just a an extreme example of what's always mm-hmm. possible, right? Like we saw it, man. I don't want the back injury. I remember when I saw it, I said, I don't look like a back injury. I mm-hmm. didn't think much of it because, of course, the NFL and their doctors are all going to look at it. So what, do they, what does my opinion matter? But I saw it. And I said, nah, dude, he's he's wobbled clearly. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the side and he shook his head, like, you know, shaking the marbles around. It's clearly, and he comes back in and that hit, that was one of the scariest things that I've seen. I mean, it was honestly disturbing to me. Like, like my, my stomach sank. And the last time I felt like that, while it's more severe, was Dennis Bird. 
Like when we were late sitting there in the stadium watching Dennis Bird and Scott Mercero just lay on the field. Like there was a sick feeling when I saw Tua's hands like do that thing. Mm-hmm. I got that feeling. Something is very wrong right now. And uh, and you just hate to see it. Like, look, I hate the Dolphins more than any other team, right? And I root for them to lose and I want them to get sacked and the whole thing. But there's a limit to this stuff when it gets over to the mm-hmm. human side. And they should have protected him, man, in my opinion. Like you said, four days later, if there's even a chance that that was a, a wobble, he doesn't play, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The head the, the the head is the only thing I agree with. I hate all the softening of the NFL. I hate that mm-hmm. they, the, the kickoff thing. I hate all of it except for the head stuff. That mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, that's I agree with it. And to a man, that was, that was, that was crazy. Did you see the doctor that helped with the Will Smith concussion movie uh, came out and said Tua should never play another game again because of that head injury? Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't like, know if I saw that, but I didn't know if it was real or not. And that's, I'm going to assume it is, but that is wild. That is incredibly scary. Like the yeah. NFL, I guarantee if it doesn't change like real quick, like in the, like during the season, they may have like an emergency meeting where they're like, Hey, you're auto out two weeks, like concussion protocol. Sorry, you're done. Like, cause they, if Tua, if there was a situation where Tua doesn't play again, he is going to destroy the NFL in terms of lawsuit. Like there is no way he's not getting a bag of money from the NFL after how they did that. They fired the neurosurgeon or the the independent doctor because he flubbed it up. The NFL is like backpedaling hardcore right now when you have that type of injury on a national stage real bad news bearcats matt how'd you feel about the two injury um it was sick to watch um like i i felt my stomach turning and uh, shame on amazon for showing that replay like seven times because you had to sit there and watch his hands contort the way that they were Mm -hmm. it was just it was he shouldn't have been out on the field i don't know how he was allowed back in the game against buffalo just four days earlier and then on top of that what's the one thing they tell you you can't do when you have a concussion fly Mm -hmm. and then they fly him home and he's watching tv on the plane like they're just doing every single (laughs) thing wrong It, it was they handled it awful it was just awful i see uh in the chat the 17th game is decided on a rotating uh, NFC division on the same rationale for the AFC, where you play the fourth-place team. So Seattle was the fourth-place team in the West. We play the fourth-place team uh, in the NFC West this year. So that's that's kind of cool. So thank you for whoever put that in there. Uh, Mudpiles says, 300 likes, and I'll give enough memberships for the triple gritty. <laughs> Let's curb stop uh, Miami <laughs> and wow. fly to Green Bay three and two. So, guys, if you can get us up over 300 likes, Mutt Viles is going to donate enough memberships so you guys will all get the J-E-T-S emojis, the, uh, the, the MILF emojis, the freeze bean, all that good stuff, uh, and you'll get to see us do uh, the triple gritty, <laughs> which is, uh, oh, it's going to be a sad sight to see. Uh, King Choice. King Choice says, only way we're slowing downhill is if the pass rush gets home consistently. Yep. If we can lessen the D-line rotations so our best guys can work, uh, or and we can lessen our D-line rotations. Yes, 
Quinnen Williams was on the field, I think it was 61% of the snaps. And that is the bare minimum I want to see him on the field. He's got to be on the field all the time with Lawson, with JFM. And then if you want to rotate in, you know, Jermaine Johnson on the running downs and Huff on the passing downs, like I, I can get with that. Totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, we got to get home. We got to be able to get some pressure on Bridgewater. If we can force them to have to throw the ball fast and we can contain those fast screens and, you know, quick slants, we'll be in good shape. I just don't want to see him, him being Teddy Bridgewater, have that much time in the pocket where he can now wind up and launch a ball. Teddy's never been known for his long ball, but there were a few throws in the Miami game last Thursday where I was like, he got that ball out in a hurry and it was deep. Like, I do not want to see Tyree kill Burnus deep. I would be very, very upset with that. Greenbean, your thoughts on the defensive line rotation and getting home with the pass rush? I agree with King uh, Choice. I <laughs> That's a fun name to say, King Choice. Uh, I agree. I think this has to be the game. Like, look, we've been working on our rotation. We've been working on our snap count percentages. They've been slowly increasing the pressure. Matt mentioned earlier, Quinnen Williams is an absolute stud. He disrupts the pocket every time he's in there. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, when he's in there, is able to do two things. Set the edge, which JFM does not do, uh, by the way. Uh, J, you know, uh, JJ, he can set the edge beautifully, and he can provide pass rush. We got Bryce Huff back. Michael Clemens is a stud uh, and, uh, and, and all that. So I think this has to be the game that they really come into their own and start to impact the game because leaving Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Gazicki and all these guys out there, man, it's going to be hard. I mean, this is a tall task. Like, look, I'm happy we got arguably the top cornerback tandem in the league right now. Fantastic. But they're, you know, it's Sauce is a rookie. He's going against Tyreek Hill and a lightning fast Jalen Waddell. So it's going to be hard. I think that if we uh, if we get to Teddy Bridgewater and knock him around a little bit and let him feel the pressure, it's a totally different game. Because we can't forget, people are like, oh, it's Teddy. Dude, Teddy shut us out last year, everybody. I want everybody to know that. Teddy beat us, and he, he was the quarterback for Denver. He made us look like fools. So it's, it's not, you know, the guy's not a loser. He's not, uh, who's a loser? Who's a loser? He's not, uh, I can't think Kenny of Kenny Pickett is a loser. Three interceptions, right. but Jamoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's there 100% he so completion percentage. It was 10 That's for fantastic. 10. Or was it 7 for 7 for 7 or 10 for, I think it was 10 for 10 uh, to his You're team and 3 for 3 to the other team. <laughs> uh, Dom too. You're the best. That You and Dom C. Dom C threw it out there too. There's a lose. Right. Perfect. That was a slam dunk. I'm, I'm very happy with that. That was great. Oh, Matt, how you feeling about the pass rush trying to get home against Teddy? Um, good. I feel confident in the pass rush. If they look like how they did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they'll be good. The the rotation is still bothering me. Like Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson and JJ, they need to be on the field more than what they have. Sixty one percent is still way too low for mm -hmm. a guy like Quinnen Williams. That should be right around seventy five. Yeah, Carl Lawson played. He played less. Like, since we've been complaining, I, mm -hmm. I don't see Quinn and Williams' numbers. Maybe one of you guys have it. Carl Lawson played 64% last week, and he played 53% this week. Now, that's Jermaine Johnson went up a little bit, which is nice. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Jacob Martin's snap count went up like uh, almost like fourteen percent. It's crazy. So that bothers me. I'm, I'm with Matt. It bothers <laughs> me too. I'm I'm with Matt, man. I don't I don't love this. And the the whole JFM on the end thing. If you watch mm-hmm. it, man, just when JFM's on the end and he's our starter there. I get it, running downs. Just watch it. They push him inside. He shoots the gap on the inside. They let him do it. They seal him off. And the it happened three or four times that I saw. They 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 were running around the edge, and he was already out of the play. He was gone, and that's his responsibility. And JJ, on the other hand, he doesn't fall for that. He's like, no, no, no. My responsibility is this. Nobody gets around me, and it's totally it's a totally different scene. I don't know why they're married to this idea. And that, and that's not a knock on JFM. He's going to give you what he can. He's in, he's a three-tech, man. That's where he should be. He thrives in that position, and they're taking valuable snaps away from guys like Huff and Jermaine Johnson and Michael Clemens, who's played mainly on the right side. But still, like those guys should be getting more playing time. And the JFM experiment on the left, which is not a good – it's not working, is taken away from that. And it's bothersome. It really is. SDA, I'm going to get to your super chat in just a second. I just realized I missed Gabe Baylor's uh, super chat. So thank you for mentioning that in the uh, in the chat section over there. Sorry about that. Uh, I want to see more of Michael Carter and Bryce Hall, uh, Brees Hall, sorry, on the same play. Some positive running play. Our edge rushers of Lawson, Johnson, and Huff coming together. Yes, I think that's the rotation I want to see. Those three guys kind of pinning their ears back. I don't really want to see JFM rushing rushing the passer from the edge. I'd rather see him next to Quinnen uh, pushing the pocket up towards the quarterback. But yeah, Michael Carter and Brees Hall, I want to see these two on the field at the same time, if for no other reason but to help with blocking and then allow the other one to kind of shake free into the flat. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts on Michael Carter and Brees Hall? Yeah, wasn't that fun? They were on the field a couple times together, you know, mm. uh, like kind of wishbony on the on the side of the quarterback. I loved. That. I was so excited. I'm like, this is great. Like, I love that kind of stuff. It was if it was up to me, I would have two tight ends and the two running backs out there all the time. <laughs> I was punched a living shit out of them. That's the way I know. I'm old, man. Like I said, four yards a, a play wins the game. That's you know, I, that's how I think. But um, obviously, we want to get Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, all that. But it's fun to have the, those guys are super crazy talented. I'm really not loving the Brees Hall reception thing. He had another drop. He had that very mm-hmm. almost devastating. Rich Eisen called the fumble on the goal line. Another <laughs> kick in the nuts. Okay, yep. <laughs> and that and he nailed it. That's what it was. We were like, yeah, no, like right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So Brees Hall's hands have been suspect. He's dropped another pass, I think, this week. Um, and, you know, it's like he he has his his positive pass plays as well, but he's he's starting to – it's not he's not trustworthy in my opinion, and I love him. I think he's – I mean, he has so much potential. But I like to see him and Michael Carter out there together, and I think it will fool the defense a lot and what we could do, and I think um, both of them can be very effective – both with the ball in their hands and in a support role, laying somebody out in a blocking scenario. I think um, I'd like to see more of that too, uh, Gabe. I, I really liked it. SDA says, came in late. Whoever is coming Sunday to MetLife, let's get the place rocking and draw some false starts with the backup quarterback. Not a lot of practice with the team. That's how the 12th man <laughs> works, right? Guys right. in the stands, they always announce it. I don't know if they still do. But they always used to say, 
And our 12th man in the stands, the fans. That's like, yeah, like, see, we're part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> they they right. acknowledge it. There's a reason yeah. there is a two and a half point swing on bets when the home team is home or when a team is home. 100%. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah, we did. We don't have much home field advantage currently, you know? We have And look at why. I mean, every time we go in there, it's like, like I said, I mean, I've had one, I've been to MetLife, I don't know, five times now. I've had one good day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Outside of the park, we always have fun in the parking lot and everything. But it's like going in that stadium, in that building, I've had one good time the whole, in all the times I've been there. But it's like, you know, um, it's hard, you know, for fans to go there and continually, because look, in, the, in this game, this is the kind of game we can play really well or we could get blown out of the water. I mean, let's be honest here. If they if they start clicking, Miami's no slouch, man, and they've been hanging with everybody and even beating you know teams that maybe they shouldn't have beat, and uh, and, it, and it can go that way. But it's like, yeah, the, the fans that go, uh, you guys want to hear my trick on how to be a louder crowd you guys want to know this is what i do you guys yes. are, are you any, in, <laughs> any yeah interest? i'm in yes all right most people scream and they end up you know number one it's a high pitch with the, which doesn't carry the same weight as low frequencies we go come on yeah like we do that and then we are our, our voice gets sore by the second quarter and we're completely ineffective screaming and yelling the trick is to keep a low tone, which is very soothing for your voice. You can do it low, more consistently. The so you go like this. Oh, that's what you do. If we all did that, if we all, and it's soothing, man, it doesn't hurt your voice. Try it. Yo, uh, and it's loud. Uh, <laughs> it's loud. And I don't, my voice is good the whole game, but I can't stop because I'm a jerk and I start yelling at fans and I, you know, screw you, motherfucker. I start doing that stuff. <laughs> but uh, as far as being a loud f fan base, that's it. I'm telling you, it helps. It helps it out. And that's the way to do it. Like, just like when you bang on stuff, it's real loud and thunderous. Low tones makes the whole thing. It's like vibrate, you know, and that's a trick. You use it or don't. Everybody. Does this work with my voice? <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, I got to play with the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You I think play we should just we, we got to sneak all the. Yeah, they don't check you too much like they used to. You, you got to sneak a bunch of air horns in and just, <laughs> just <laughs> piss go. everyone off. No, don't do that. I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh, Utah Jet fan says, "Do you think Corey Davis is Zach's favorite go-to weapon at the moment? He seems to trust him a lot, and huge props to Corey for being our most consistent wide receiver." Uh, consistent wide receiver and Corey Davis, that doesn't feel no. right, um, with the drops and everything like that. But I will say Zach definitely has a very, very strong connection with them. And I think that's exciting to see because I think there's a lot of, um, comfort there. He got to go through training camp with him last year. He obviously has the same report with him through, uh, you know, at least this first game, you got to see it with Elijah Moore as well. They're starting to build that chemistry towards the end of the season. Elijah Moore winds up getting hurt. You don't see him the tail end of the year. Now, Garrett Wilson, you're starting to see the same thing, right? Like he hasn't quite figured out Garrett Wilson yet, but he's going to start looking at the, at the game tape and he's going to say, oh, he's always open the same way the Browns and Jacoby Brissett looked at Amari Cooper. Same exact way. They're going to say, oh, wow, he's always open. We should throw him the ball. So if you feel confident that he's going to be at a spot, the same way Green Bean was talking about, I think it was Green Bean was talking about earlier, with Elijah Moore getting to a spot, that's when you can start throwing 
and trusting your receiver to get to the ball and you're not going to risk an interception. That's that's the chemistry that you need from just playing together. Uh, Greenbean, do you think that Corey Davis is his favorite go-to weapon at the moment? Oh, man, it's obvious. It's obvious. And then we can go, yo, at the stadium for Corey Davis, right? We can do breeze. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but Corey Davis, dude, I mean, look, you got to give it to him, right? Number one, like you said, like Zach loves Corey Davis. It's clear. Last year, he was forcing him the ball. He was, he was popping it up like Conklin, and he's dropping it and fumbling, and Zach's still like, I'm throwing it to Corey Davis. The fact that Corey Davis, the last couple games, has been clutch, Really clutch, man. Making difficult catches, um, toe-tapping some stuff. They didn't call that one Corey Davis uh, reception a catch. Remember that one? Um, uh, like I mean, He was clearly in. I, I, wanted to, I mm-hmm. just want to make sure everybody not understands that. That was a catch, and they didn't count it as a catch, but it's another play. I think Corey Davis is kind of hitting the stride a little bit, and that would be really exciting. Again, just like we throw crap at Sala and Ulbricht, it's only because we want them to be good, right? Like if they turn it around and it starts working, far be it for me to to complain because the thing I said isn't what they you know ended up working. I could care less. I just want the Jets to be good. Corey Davis, the reason we're throwing mud on him is because he's been mudworthy. You know what I mean? He's been having a hard time. If he starts doing this stuff and becoming more consistent uh for Zach, I think it, nothing would please me more and I think if Zach's going to throw him the ball, you know, if Zach wants him to be this his favorite target, I mean, he might as well start catching it, right? But they showed his route, and he was using footwork that we weren't seeing from him last year, man. He was beating the cornerback off the line, and if Corey Davis starts, you know, Garrett Wilson in this joint, we might have some some sick uh, offense coming in our future, man. So I think it's exciting. I'm I'm hoping Corey Davis continues it, man. I'd I'd like nothing more. What about you, Matt? How you feeling about Corey Davis being Zach's favorite target? He definitely trusts him. Um, I don't know if we've seen enough games of both of these guys on the field at the same time to say that for sure, though, because, I mean, both missed time last year and obviously Zach missed time a little bit this year. And uh, I, I think he's going to learn to, as you guys were saying, learn to appreciate Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and I mean, Garrett's just open all the time. He's going to start getting fed the ball. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, V-Man comes in. What's up, Vinny? Says, thing is, at 2-2, two and two, with how our opponents look now, the first half isn't so bad. If we were to rank the next five opponents from least to most difficult, I would put it the Pats, the Broncos, the Packers, the Dolphins, the Bills. I, ah, that might be. That might be the way I'd put it. I might flip-flop Packers and Dolphins just because of the quarterback, I think. Matt, it seems like you're on the same wavelength here. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Greenbean, what about you? How are you ranking our uh, our next five opponents? What did he do? He said number five he is the Pats. From yeah, wow. least difficult to most difficult. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that's probably, you know, if you look at it, but the Pats, we haven't beaten the Pats since 2010 what what is 2015 i think we might have beat him <laughs> yeah. once right right so yep. even that that's seven years man so i'm not i'm i'm loath to put the pats as the weakest opponent man bill belichick he's licking his chops at an opportunity to regain some of this momentum with you know with the lowly jets who he has had our number even when we beat him it was like 
you know, once out of out of four kind of a thing. There was one moment where Rex was three and two against Belichick right after the 2010 playoffs. At that moment, we were three and two. From there, I don't think Rex ever beat Bill Belichick again after that 2010 uh, playoff game. So, like, you know, look, man, I'm nervous. I, I might, you know, look, uh, V man, I might even say you're jinxing us, bro. I, I can't, I can't sign on for this. I'm going to say the Broncos are the weakest team. I can't do it. I can't do Green, it. Uh, Green beans onto yeah, something. Well, I'd almost go like it, maybe you have to go Bills, Dolphins, Pats as the toughest, just because they're division yeah. rivals, and then have Broncos, mm. Packers. I see. I wouldn't have thought it like that. I do. <clears throat> I think I, I like right, my I see list what a little V-Man's bit more. Saying. Right, right. You see it, but it's I like, just I don't know, man. Dude, I love that the Patriots no longer have Josh McDaniels, and that feels like a big win for the rest of the division right now. That seems like the the piece that's kind of missing up there. Hopefully, that's accurate and not <laughs> not something that's coming down the pipeline. Um, let's see what else we got in here. Saw another one. Where did it go? Chris KV or Chris K five says, I'd like us, or I'd like, I'd like us. I'd like us to establish, she's flipping words on me. (laughs) I'd like us to establish a true identity beyond double reverse and trick plays. It's time for Zach to make that leap. O-line's gotta get right. J E T S. I'd like us to be the team. No one wants to face. Like, it's not that they, like, I don't mind being the underdog, but I want teams to look at us and be like, ah, you know what? I don't know. I don't want to catch the Jets this week. Like, that's the team we are right now. Like, we, right now, I feel like we can hang with most teams in the NFL. We may not win it, but I think we can cause a bunch of problems for other teams. I think we have the weapons. I think the defense, you know, outside of linebacker and safety, We've got some uh, we've got some talent back there, and I think it's going to cause some teams some frustration. I loved seeing Jamar Chase get frustrated at Sauce Gardner. That just made me all sorts of happy. Really, really like that. Uh, Green Bean. I like yeah, I like what you're saying though, Ryan. I know, right? Even if we're not considered the better team or the favorite, it's still mm-hmm. like you know you got to you know you like I'm like I don't want to fight this guy. Even I'm like maybe I'm better, I'm tougher, I'm bigger, but man, he's gonna bloody my nose. He's never gonna give up. I'm. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to knock him out four times. He's going to keep coming. Like, you want to mm-hmm. be that team. Be- be- before you're the great team, you want to be the tough team. You want to be the team that mm-hmm. even when you are when you lose, they know you were there. That's what you want. Yeah, don't want to be a pushover. Matt, how are you feeling about this yeah. team's identity? Yeah, I mean, really, that was something that I tried to preach before the season was they might not be good yet, but I just want them to be that team that nobody wants to play. And right now, I mean, with their two wins this year, gutsy, gritty comeback performances. And I hope that we see that continue. And I also think that it's really dependent on how well Zach continues to play. Like if he looks like he did in the fourth quarter going forward, then they're going to be a real problem for teams around the league. Katie drops in with the super chat says, why are we playing three teams in a row coming off Thursday night football? Nine days to prepare adds to how bad our schedule has been. Let's squish some fish. I didn't realize that, but the Steelers were definitely coming off a Thursday night game against the Browns. And then the, is that right? Thursday night against the Browns? Yeah. Cause we played the Bengals. Then this week we get the Dolphins who are coming off that game against the Bengals. 
And then are the Packers the next Thursday night game? Is that no. right? They're in London. They're in London. So was it the game before that? That was a Thursday night game? In- Interesting. No, Who would uh, it have been? Who's our second game? Was it the Browns? Did the Browns have Thursday night football before that? Yeah. No, I thought it was after I that. I thought it was Brown Steelers. Yeah, and they had just come us. off our loss. Yeah. Oh, that's it was right. definitely that, Brown that Steelers was after yeah. the Jets beat the Browns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, Denver, though. Yeah, it goes into Denver or something. There's like three or something. Somebody it, maybe it's crazy. somebody outlined it. I forget three or four. Yeah, that's yeah. that's brutal. That's tough. Now yeah. I think we I mean, do think catch the it. Patriots after a a uh, a London game, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully, catch them jet lag. Yeah. I isn't it? I thought it was Green Bay that we caught. Oh, maybe it's Green something. Bay. Yeah, I think it. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but like, yeah. So somebody outlined it uh, for me. I I already forgot it, but yeah, it's like three of four teams that we're playing have the extra three days rest. So like, think what the NFL did if that is true. <laughs> Not only did they stack us to open the season against the mm-hmm. AFC North, then they give us, you know, the AFC, then we got to play the Dolphins and the Bills and the Pats, but then they stuck Green Bay in there and Denver, who was supposed to be a juggernaut. They just brought Russell Wilson over. You know what I mean? Like, they stacked it. They didn't give us a – they didn't sprinkle in a Jaguars. They didn't sprinkle in a Bears or Detroit. You know, they're all I – mean, they, they happen to be winning some games or at least playing tough, but who, you know, who knew before this season? And then on top of that, they giving them an extra days, extra three days rest in like three games in a row. It's really, I don't know, man. It's weird. And then like uh, on the NFL site, like they're, you know, they're showing all the, like when you look at all like uh, the headlines, you know, the, the, the thumbnail for all the games, it's the winning team. The only one that isn't is the Jets to show the steel picket. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck is going on? What is this? We live Dude, in the I want to play zone? underdog all damn yeah, year. It's like, like forever. Even if we wind up being like a great team, I want to be the underdog. Like I don't want you bandwagon fans on this team. <laughs> We've been sitting here for friggin' years watching this shitty football team <laughs> lose games. Like I want, <laughs> right. uh, I just want the satisfaction of like punching some teams in the mouth. Really yep. do. Ugh, yeah, that's it. Brutal. You know, so uh, there's somebody sl- sluggo in the in the eyes real quick. He's saying the black yeah. pants look like pajamas. Yeah, What's I don't like the white pajamas? tops, black pants, but we won, so I don't want to say better pajamas. than the green pants. Yeah, I like I it. Don't... I think it looked good. So I, I heard, sharp. I heard the reason we're not wearing the greens is because Salah doesn't like the greens. That's what I heard. I heard that I, too. I, triple it. Imagine yeah. that though. So Salah comes over here and he doesn't like our main color, dude. I think you our greens like are ugly. I really do. I got a I got a green soft jersey. Like I don't like face. the greens. I like the whites. I think the whites like are better. I think even the blacks jerseys. are all right. But like, I I don't love the green uniform. <laughs> Careful. What? I know, Careful. but I don't like this uniform. But dude, you got to have the green, bro. If we're not going to put well, the green to. pants on, yeah, you, you know? got to be able to show it. But I can yeah, understand. I like uh, black pants. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what, dude? You can't, you can't leak, and you can't leak that out, bro. No, no, you definitely can't. Oh can. yeah, no, no. You know what I mean? How about we don't like your friggin' uh, Hulk Hogan beard? Your <laughs> when Hulk Hogan was a shill. We don't like the black. How we don't like that? Huh? Come See, here and I, tell uh, us green. Maybe ugly. maybe this will be the pressure. Like maybe that'll be like the oh, you know, we need to change the uniforms, <laughs> and whenever our five year plan is up, it's got. It was it after next year, I think, if they wanted to adjust it. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope they do. Really. Yeah. 
I'm fine with the helmet, man. Like I, I yeah, really, I, like, I don't mind the helmet. Like, I actually, I don't I'm mind the, the logo. The logo is fine with me. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Like I look, it's kind of uninspired. Like I do, I argue all the time. There is a jet on there and it is nicely done, woven into the football. It's seamless. I get it. But it really is kind of <clears throat> it's underwhelming. And but no, that's wait, there's I a don't, Do I have the wrong logo? There. Is in, there no jet in the logo? There's, there's no a jet, jet in, the logo. in the football. Yes, there is. There's take a look at it. Go look. There's a jet in the football. And it's the jet taking off. So the the two lines on the side are the wings, and the five things in the in the middle are like representing the engines. And it's like flying away. It's like it's so it's supposed to simulate like taking off. Like that's what it is. That's it's, it's, a I mean, load look, of it's, bullshit. It's there. <laughs> I don't see it. I hear you. So I've been sitting here watching for four years. There's no way <laughs> that's right. It's they should have made the laces bigger. It should have been a. It should have been an F-16 going sideways. That's what it should have been. Inside the football. I'd Something. love to hear like a to... green bean ink blot test reaction because <laughs> I think like a Rorschach, Rorschach test. test. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Like death. It's murder. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah, it's there. Waz drops well, in. Like you said, I don't hate it. I don't hate it though. Ah, whatever. Waz says, I think we have something special with Clemens. He's the definition of no plays off, even on special teams. Need more of him. He is a gamer. Oh, man. For a fourth round pick, home run. This guy is the most intense mother lover <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, this guy is just all gas, no break. Like, that is the definition of that mantra. And he's got to clean a little bit up. He had a penalty this past week, I know. Um, but man, he is incredibly intense. Greenbean, how have you yes. felt about uh, Clemens so far? Uh, I love Michael Clemens. I mean, you see him even on the special teams, man. Like, right? Like, he just he the way he tackles, he's like consuming. He absorbs the other human being. He's just like a monster. He's always going a hundred percent. Nobody, you know, anybody that gets in his way is kind of seen as a you know, is like something he needs to destroy. And uh, mm. his snap count went up a little bit. Uh, he played 25%. I think last week he was at 21. So it went up a little bit. And look, and I, and I get it. You know, Bryce Huff came in and, and took 14% away uh, from the defensive ends. But I think Michael Clemens, the more that Michael Clemens plays, and they can be patient with him, man. He's, uh, you know, look, he's a rookie. He's a fourth round pick. You get him in 25% of the game for this year. Maybe if somebody gets hurt, that increases and you just kind of watch them develop. And maybe next year, if, uh, you know, if you want to let Carl Lawson go or, or whatever it is, and you have this guy kind of developing who has everything you want as far as strength, uh, strength, size, intensity, you know, all the stuff he, he brings all of it. I, I couldn't be happier to have Michael Clemens on the team. I love it. He's my kind of guy. Matt, how you feeling about Michael Clemens? Good. Haven't seen a ton of him uh, and would probably like, I would rather see Clemens and Huff getting the reps over guys like um, Martin specifically, who hasn't really done anything for me. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put that. Um, boys and girls, if you want to get entered into our t-shirt giveaway for every 25 likes we get, we put, we pick a qualifier from our live chat. If you want to get double entered, all you got to do is retweet the stream over on Twitter, head over to Jets Talk 247 and retweet that stream. And 
if you're watching after the fact, all you got to do is drop a comment on this stream and you will get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Uh-oh. We just hit 300 likes. <laughs> oh, here comes my uh, Oh, right. <laughs> all right. I'm going to attempt to do the gritty. I Fuck, I don't know if I know how to do this. I, I it's like... You got space I, I, I don't you. know. It's like... <laughs> it's fucking gritty. Look at, the, yeah, see? Look at all these. Oh, fucks. Matt, you got to get. Come on, get up out of the chair. Let's see a little movement. Oh, that. My camera Fuck don't go that, that high. You're no, you're my... fine. That's all right. I want to watch you hop by. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these guys getting messed there you getting got... membership. All right, Greenby. Let's let's go see it. Let's Dude, see I'm old. It. I, I can't do I this. I don't care. That was part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't agree. Just ah, I'm agreeing for you. I'll do. I'll do the gritty with you. We'll do it at the same time. See if what I can. This? What is this? I, I gotta look at. Hold on. I don't know how I'm doing it. This is. I don't even know what it is. You go like this. It's like the Pee Wee Herman. That's. <laughs> there you go. That's the Pee Wee. I kind of did more closer to the Pee Wee Herman. I think. What is the? You know, remember that? Oh, that was like Ugh. this. That was different. There I'm looking go, at the uh, the chat. They're just making fun of us. Of course. <laughs> We're making it easy right now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Still, John still says, don't pop a knee. Mutt Files, you rule, though. <laughs> Thanks, Mutt Files. That was fun. He's, yeah. he's had mean, a few of those, those moments with us over, over the last few years where it's like he just does something crazy. It's like, all right, <laughs> we'll do it. Why not? Yeah, Matt. Hey, Matthew Smith says, Ryan low-key hit that. All right. See, go, I don't Ryan. know what the hell I'm doing. I, I had to look it up. I was like, where did the gritty come from? And believe it or not, the gritty came from Jamar Chase's, I guess, friend or childhood friend or something like that. And I guess he wanted to come up with a different dance than the Nene, I think. I think it's something Davis. They call him like Gritty Davis. And like he came up with this dance, and then now everyone just kind of, not everyone, but a lot of people do it now. <laughs> Interesting. I'll tell you who did it. Barrios and Zach Wilson did it. So that's all I care about, right? They did it. <laughs> it makes me happy. I love seeing it. And yeah, Matt coming right. in with the, it's a gritty win, G-R-I-T-T. -T. Um, but then there's the gritty win, G-R-I-D-D. -D. Like it. Like it. We Yo, it's Vin says, play, I just man. got here. I just see y'all doing the gritty. Yes, you did see that. Uh, <laughs> or at least attempting to do it. <laughs> it wasn't too pretty. Yeah. Right. You know what, though? David brings up a good point. If we ever do this again, like, we need some music on. Like, we should have put some music we and we can, we can yeah. feel it. We could feel it. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> no, fuck. Come on. Next time. Next time. There it is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's the best. That was good. I don't know what there the hell you go, I'm David. Doing. There you go, David. That was for you, buddy. Uh, all for you. you. All for you. Uh, I saw a really good. Where did I see it in there? Someone, someone wrote mutt vials in all. Uh, all. Uh, oh, I can't show it because it's not actually a text. <laughs> but he used the emojis that spelt out mutt vials. M, and then he's put a regular U, then a T, then a regular V, then an I, <laughs> then a regular A, and then LS. Ah. For those of you that just became members of the channel, you gotta do your. Uh, you got to do some J-E-T-S in the chat. Use some of those custom emojis because that is a lot of fun. Uh, Mike B. Hi-Ho Jets fan has been a member for 18 months. Comes in and says, this is a great show. Thank you, gentlemen. You rock. 
Right do on, it man. for the people and just because we like talking Jets. <laughs> there could yeah. be no one in the street, but I'd still be sitting here talking with you two goons. Yep. Yeah, I know. Hey, let me tell everybody in the chat, too. Like, you'll see that we're picking winners and stuff like that. Mm. That's every every 25 likes uh, that we get, we're picking a winner, a, a, a uh, I guess, a candidate, right, would be? A qualifier. Uh, qualifier. There it is. So if you see your name, you got to hang out till the end to see if you win the shirt. We do a whole thing because uh, I'm seeing some new names like like Torian Williams. I don't know. Vesseled, you know, so at least people that haven't been in the in the contest mm -hmm. yet. So uh, and Dom Sevius got in there. Look at that. So there you, uh, go. Yeah, you guys got to you guys got to hang out till the end to see if you win the the T-shirt from Ryan. So make sure you do that. Yeah, guys, hang around. All you got to do is hang around. You can leave this on in the background. You don't have to be watching the whole time. But if you are watching, for every 25 likes we get, we pick a qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway that we do at the end of the stream. Mm. It's always a lot of fun. Always a good time. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. My file says T-shirt giveaway. Where's the eye, my friend? Gove Where's the eye? Giveaway. <laughs> the giveaway. Yeah. That's funny. Mutt Files is the king, though. We gotta, we gotta honor Mutt Files. Is he, how many Mutt people Files has is, he given memberships to? Dude, I mean, a lot. I mean, he just gave away twenty <laughs> right there, and then like, yeah. I, I, definitely towards the draft, it, like, I, they must have or YouTube must have launched like the gifting of of uh, memberships like just before the draft because it started surprising us. It was like crazy numbers of people like popping yeah. up. It's like, oh man, look at all the <laughs> the green in the chat and yeah. all the emojis. Definitely fun. It's a, a good yeah, time to see that. It's the best. Indiana Jets I'll tell you says, what. Well, Matt like, Ryan Greenbean, like, make a YouTube short. <laughs> I don't think I need more people seeing that than already saw it in here. Oh, with the gritty? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you guys. You know how often I dance? Like, I mean, it, it just is what it is. It's just not my thing. But I probably haven't actually danced in two decades. That was probably, and I wouldn't call what I just did dancing, but even that, like, I don't do it. I just, I don't feel, I don't like it. I just don't like it. I'll do oh, like dude. a couple finger things or something, but like, it's gotta be 20 years since I've oh, danced. Oh no, dude. I, I love dancing, dude. I, yeah. the whole trick, you gotta you write do. your name with your butt. Like you're, like you're writing script. It's great. You can write sentences. You always got a dance move then. It's fantastic. I wind up dancing around the kitchen. <laughs> It's love that. fun. I don't. I don't have good dance moves, but man, I love dance. It's like karaoke. I could sing karaoke for days. I'm horrible at it, but I love singing some karaoke. Always a good time. Yeah, but you know, you know what's funny about that is that you drink though, right? That's fair. Like when that I used, when I used to drink, I loved karaoke. I ever tell you guys about the time, like when I was making adult films? Did I, did I ever tell you there's this there, there's a place mm -hmm. in in uh in the valley out there in la where every tuesday night all the porn stars get together at this little place and you got to like have the, the entry but there's like 150 porn stars that get together and do pornioki that happens every <laughs> tuesday night i i love how Greenbean just drops the low key i've been in porn <laughs> like we know it because we're around you all the time but like i bet there's a bunch of people in the chat that are just like yeah they don't know did i catch what? that did he say that guy? correctly yeah. Yeah, I know. But Ugh. it's just funny. I every now and then I think about it. I'm like, yeah, it's Tuesday. That's happening right now. You know That's what I mean? amazing. Somewhere That's fantastic. Dude, more people yeah. gotta sing and have fun and let loose. Like you don't necessarily have to drink. I it definitely it. helps. The little bit of uh liquid yeah, courage yeah. definitely 
encourages since I, that. Yeah, since I've stopped drinking, I have not done karaoke one time. So it just, I mean, maybe there's no correlation, but it's, it just happens to be that way. I would have a very hard time singing karaoke without having a beer or two in me. I can completely understand. (laughs) Right. There's a little bit of like, ah, it takes the edge off. (laughs) Right. But then there's times, I I guess I'm not in front of people, but like, I'll be in my car and like, I love driving past someone who's mid drum solo, (laughs) like driving their car. It's the best. It's so good. I love singing in my car. (laughs) Like I used to deliver pizzas when I was in college and high school and it was just like, I love going on delivery because I just be singing <laughs> out the top of my lungs. It's awesome. Hmm. Oh. See, uh, ooh, this is a good thing. Mutt Vials should be entered into the t-shirt giveaway. Yes, let's throw Mutt Vials in there, Green Bean. On your list over there. Let's let's put Mutt him Vials, in. All right. Yep, Hell yeah. You got it. Love. Oh, how many I got? I got 300. I got I to gotta do one. Oh, I'm doing typing in Mutt Vials. All right, hold on. Yeah, I got to do <laughs> one or two more. I know. Uh, all right, Mutt Files. Yeah, I got to do like one or two more. Yeah, the more likes we get, there's 608 people in here. We got 338 likes. Every 25 likes, we add a qualifier. So all you guys that didn't just click that little thumbs up, go ahead and do it so you can. we can add qualifiers. Hell yeah. yeah Illuminati sense. comes in. Illuminati says, in the hospital, waiting for my son to be born, like to bring him Ooh. into this world with winning Jets culture. Congratulations, Illuminati. Hopefully everything goes well. I can yeah. absolutely sympathize and uh, excited for you. Uh, do you know? Okay, yeah, so it's a son. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. I had my daughter back in June, and it's, like, been the greatest thing. Like, literally every day, you know, she's starting to make these, like, caw sounds where she's, like, it's, like, a happy, not a scream, but, like, sort of a chirp almost, and it's, like, a pterodactyl. So, <laughs> so I'm, like, flying her <laughs> around the house, you know, Superman style. As a pterodactyl, it's the greatest thing. I just had my first kid. Is this your, uh, Illuminati, is this your first child? Or is this a, uh, you know, child two or something like that? Either way, congratulations, brother. Very, very cool to see. Um, Ooh, you know what was cool? I was, oh, go for it. Go on. Yeah, I was just saying, my son was born right before the Rex stuff. So that was fun. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. So I, I hope that for both of your kids, too. I hope the Jets turn it around, and when they're kids, we can trap them into being Jets fans and then draw bottom fallout for them, too. I like <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> they got to deal with a little bit of suffering. Right? Sure. Yeah, it's character. Part of, yeah, we, hopefully, right, Matt? Yeah. We had uh, – I was sitting in the hospital. I was holding Shay. And like, she's like just born like 12 hours earlier. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched the new flight 2022 yet. And I'm sitting there and I'm starting to like watch the episodes. And I think I got up, it was episode four and I get partway through episode four and Rich Eisen and they, they start talking about like the prospects the Jets could draft. And they're like, you could draft Sauce Gardner, best cornerback, you know, never allowed a touchdown. It's Rich Eisen with the voiceover. And then the next voice that comes on, I like listen to it and it says, the Jets are rumored to be interested in Kyle Hamilton. I was like, did I hear that right? That sounded like me. And I reversed the audio. I must have listened to it like 10 times. And I had to send it to my brother. And I was like, I did the Jets just use my friggin' voice? Yeah, <laughs> they they didn't so. put me in the friggin' credits or anything, but they ripped my audio. And I was like, that ah, cool. Whatever. I'm sitting here holding my daughter and I get to see this like cool little, you know, Ah, no one probably noticed. Actually, there was two people yeah, I noticed. There was, well, I saw. I, I went into the comments. And I saw someone says, "Is that Ryan?" I was like, oh, 
someone caught it. Yeah. <laughs> it made me you feel really good. You told us. Yeah, yeah I was like, holy hell. <laughs> I was I like, I can't it. believe. But hey, at least they didn't do to you what they did to poor Richie. I know Richie handled yeah. it like a champ, but what the hell was that? You know I mean? Wait, what happened to Richie? It? He was at the premiere, wasn't he? No, no, no. That was uh, the Amazon show. You didn't see that, Ryan? No. What happened with the Amazon show? <clears throat> oh, that was. Oh, What's the Amazon show? It was brutal. Now, look, Richie, who's an exciting, excitable fella, right? We love Richie. He's a very good friend of ours, and he's an excitable fella, and he and he streams the games, and he's he's susceptible to all the same emotions we are. They. They asked him if they could use his clip getting excited when the Jets beat Cleveland. They mm -hmm. showed it, and it was great, and then they proceeded to make fun of him. Oh, and even no. go as Then even go as far as to say, well, that's why I don't tell anybody I live in Long Island because of guys like that. Like, really no, low. Screw off. No, I know. Like, Richie handled it like a champ. He said, hey, I got roasted. It is, you know, champ. I would have made it a war. Like, like oh, oh, yeah. You, you would have had him on your stream the next week right. asking him the hard-hitting yes. questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I was mad for Richie. I was, man. I was legitimately, I watched it like twice. I'm like, did they just say what they, did Did I catch that? You know, because I was excited for him, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then it was like, yeah, it was like, and you know, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't dig it. So at least we didn't get that. Richie's a better ambassador for Long Island than whoever that square was on that show anyway. I, right, 100%, Matt. Totally. Oh, dude, he he is, like, the energy he brings <laughs> when something happens. Like, I love I love watching his recaps on stuff oh, where it's yeah. just like, him, oh, my God. <laughs> I feel the energy. I'm, like, knowing him and knowing Jack and them, like, hanging out together. Like, oh, it's just, it's cool. It's 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 fun watching them. Uh. Uh, who we got? Nicholas. Nicholas comes in with a super chat. He says, me, my wife, and son are going to Miami on vacation to see the Miami Jets game. My three-year-old uh, three son's first Jet game. Let's go. Nicholas, that's very, very exciting. Very cool uh, that you get to bring your son to Hell his yeah. first Jets game. That's going to be fun. The uh, He is going to Miami. So he's going to the game. Is it after the bye week? Is that when we play Miami the second time? I think it is. I think yeah. it's, is it New uh, Year's Eve? Is it that late? I think we finished with them. It's yeah. in January. January, Early right. January. But let me yeah. tell you, Nicholas, that my son's first game was also in that stadium, my son's first Jets game. And it would happen to be the game where Santonio Holmes decided to have uh, a fight in our offensive huddle and got benched. Uh, so it was that game. Uh, but yeah, I said you're going to enjoy the stadium. They they put that almost roof on it to keep the fans mm -hmm. out of the brutal South Florida sun. But the game is still in the weather, but the fans aren't. So at least you get that. We used to be miserable in that. I hated it there. But like a third quarter, I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Let's get out of here. But, uh, now they got the roof. Good I went to one goes. game uh, in Hard Rock. Is, is it Hard Rock? Yeah, it's the Hard Rock Stadium. Um yeah. I really liked it. I actually, I, I really enjoyed the way that stadium's laid out. It felt very similar to Giant Stadium where you could walk around exactly. the entire thing. I hate MetLife. I like, it yeah. burns me up. Like, looks like an AC unit. It's shitty to walk around in. Like, I, I hate it trying really to get is. from one side to the other. Like, God forbid you walk in the wrong gate. <laughs> You're walking a fucking mile up and down and up and down. And, ugh. It's bullshit. Super frustrating. I'm with you. 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, Joe Robbie Stadium, which was uh, Land Shark Stadium, which was Sun Life Stadium, which is now <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium, was built by the same architect that built Giant Stadium. So it's very similar. Now, they've added and, and they've expanded it. They've had Super Bowls and they've had to keep up with it. But rather than build a whole new stadium, they just keep making it better. But it still mm -hmm. has that amazing Giant Stadium feel. I totally mm -hmm. missed that. I loved I hated that it said Giants on it. Sure. So I'm glad about that. But I love that. I missed that stadium. It was so loud and windy, mm -hmm. and it was the best. MetLife is sad. They mm. dropped the ball. The, the fact they didn't put a dome on it is like I the know, most bro. infuriating thing. You have the Olympics one time. It pays for everything, and you done screwed it up. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. Know. you're right. I agree. Blitzcrew comes in and says, haven't been able to decide on a new jersey since Debrickishaw Ferguson. This week, I locked it in and ordered Elijah Vera Tucker jersey. Dude, that's yeah. my next jersey. I love it. I uh, So the guys over at Mojo, uh, I was talking with Matt. They're like, oh, you know, let's, uh, what jersey would you like? And I'm like, oh, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker. So they sent, they sent out like a black and blue <laughs> Elijah Vera Tucker. I was like, oh, it's great but I don't know if I'm going to wear it, you know, to like a game because it's not the right colors. But Elijah Vera Tucker, great, great jersey. That would be my next Jet jersey, I think. Greenby, do you have the, one on lock? Well, you know what? I was given a sauce jersey at the opening day Ooh. by Carmelo and Anthony, guys that we ran into the year mm -hmm. before in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. We, we met those guys. So I wore it for the first time mm -hmm. this last game against Pittsburgh. And it's now my lucky jersey. I got a Sauce Gardner jersey, and it's my lucky jersey. So there you go. Look at Mr. <clears throat> Matt O'Leary. Breaking, breaking the curse. Look, breaking the, breaking the curse. I like that attitude, Matt. <laughs> I love I like it. That. <laughs> That's great. It's a great I know, because you know, Matt, I know Matt has no, a very poor track record with buying jerseys and what happens. But so far, Matt, we're okay. We're breaking the curse. I'm with you. I like it. That might be putting it lightly, Green Bean. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I had a little... Yeah. Last the Lawson one was, was brutal. Brutal. <laughs> when you bought the Carl Lawson jersey, and then, was it 48 hours later? Right? Oh, neat. Yeah. God. I, no, I think you I bought it, and it got delivered the next day. Is that what happened? Um. No, I well, I bought it, and the jersey definitely did not arrive before the injury took place. Oh, God. I, I oh had a God. rough run for a little bit. It was like, okay, I got, uh, you know, Sheldon Richardson. Up, oh, he's gone. Okay, uh, I got Jamal Adams. He's gone. <laughs> I got Sam Darnold. He's gone. I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. I got the sauce jersey this year. That made me feel good. But AVT, I think, is probably the next one up on my list. I like the linemen because, like, I feel like they're more likely to, to land than uh, – you know, running the dice on like a quarterback or something like that. Like I, I, I won't get a quarterback jersey until I like know he's the guy at this point because I've had yeah. too many. Second contract, second contract yeah. at least. Yep, hundred percent. But let me tell you, Matt Garrett Wilson, dude. I mean, from that first catch, right in game one, you mm -hmm. knew this guy's totally different than anything we've had. Totally mm -hmm. different, and he does it every week. Even there last week, he's just he makes pay. Juke, 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 juke. I mean, he's like mm -hmm. he's a big play waiting to happen. He had those two drops, which it's unfortunate because mm -hmm. you want Zach to trust him, right? 
It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but Garrett Wilson is is serious stuff, man. Yeah, he's tough to catch in a phone booth. Like that that's that kind of good. Yeah. He's he is slippery. Same with Elijah Moore. Like we we have two really electric, tough to tackle guys that'll really get some good yak. Uh Red John comes in. He says, I want to see more passing on first down. Maybe 12 personnel with Uzama and Conklin, so you don't know if we're running or passing. What do you think? Absolutely. 100%. The the run on first down where it's like, okay, no gain. Or okay, backwards two yards. Now we're in second and 12. Like, drives me up a wall. And I understand you have to keep them honest, but I think you have to start passing on first down a little bit. Even if it's a short pass, th- throw a screen. Like, I'd rather see a screen than a run into the offensive line and you're not gaining any yards. They said it during the telecast too. They're like, at some point, like if you know you're going to go backwards or not get a yard, like you're better off attempting to throw it and throwing it out of bounds and not gaining any yards. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sucks right. to think about, but you're not wrong. I don't know. Greenbean, you want to see more heavy personnel and passing on first down? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some mixing it up. You know, I'd, I don't like you know, being predictable. Right. So I'd, I'd like to see like some play action, man. You know what I mean? Like they think we're going to run it and the jets might be setting that up for the big game mm-hmm. that they think it's most, you know, the team is most susceptible to that. The, the team that's going to really bite on that first down run thing. And they're going to take advantage of it. Who knows what they're doing. Right. Um, but I I'm with you. I'm with red John. I would like to see some more of that uh, sprinkled in. I mean, you don't got a uh, 12 personnel, 22 personnel is my baby. I mean, that's, you know, I love that kind of shit. Um, I like to just go out there, let them kind of know, like our big boys are out here, bring your big boys out and we're going to get five to, you know, to, to eight yards a clip and you cannot do a single thing about it. Like I like those teams mm-hmm. that said, I really enjoy seeing Elijah Moore and, and uh, Garrett Wilson out there too. But yeah, I think I I, they, I would love to see us starting with some some passing and a little bit more twelve up you know up top. Yeah, sure. Matt, you want to see a little bit more heavy personnel and a little bit more passing early on? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I I think Uzama's like the most expensive blocking only tight end ever in football right mm-hmm. now. Weird. He has one catch, one catch for five yards in four games. Well, three games. Sorry, he didn't play right. in uh, week two. So. But I mean, still, I think he needs to be utilized more. And uh, yeah, I'm down with that. Beth Page Chris says, let's make Tyreek pay for laughing at us. Go Jets. So that was something I wanted to get into. I have the, the thing right here. The little, little, little bam. Uh, how to contain Tyreek Hill. What is the Ooh. best way the Jets could try to neutralize this guy. He could be the best wide receiver in the league. He's right up there in the conversation, blazing fast. I hated listening to his press conference. And like, like he just kind of laughed at the Jets. Like, they were, they were never an option. Like, no, no way. And then like he comes out, what, yesterday and says, oh, it's it's the, the state taxes up there. Like, that's the reason I didn't go there. No, screw off. You weren't going to come here regardless. And like, I'm glad you didn't. But like, I mean, I can sympathize. Like, <laughs> high taxes suck for sure. But uh, containing Tyreek Hill and being able to to force them to use other weapons. Like, I'd, I'd rather die by Gaziki than die by Hill. Um, yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah. Green, Greenby, how do you think we try to neutralize Hill? 
Uh, I think there, the, I, in my opinion, you have to have somebody that has good enough hands to stuff him at the line and knock him off of what he wants to do to give the defensive line that extra snap to get mm -hmm. to, you know, to, you know, to, to affect the pocket. Um, mm -hmm. if you let Tyree kill start beating you, that's why I think we're going to see some DJ Reed. <clears throat> DJ Reed has that frame. Even though he's clearly he's fine on the you know as an outside corner, but he has that frame where he can kind of keep up with those shiftier guys uh, a little bit more. Matt mentioned it earlier, like bigger cornerbacks tend to struggle sometimes. Even Revis did with the mm -hmm. with the quicker, shiftier guys. So I'm looking for DJ Reed a little bit more on Tyree Kill. And you know what else I would do, man? I would bring up the safety. Knock him on all within five yards. DJ Reed mm. stuff him. He gets around safety. Hit him. I would mm. do that. I would do that stuff. Just take him out of the game, like you said. You do mm. that, and you if you die by Gazicki, if if uh, CJ Mosley can't keep up with Gazicki, then you deal with that. But you don't let Tyree Kill run amok because it'll be a, a bloodbath if you do that. So that's what I think. I think Tyree Kill is priority number one. You got to get creative and rough him up, man. Let him know. Let him know. Don't he wants to run around and and slice and dice, and you let him know. Well, you're going to do that with a fat lip, kid. That's what you do. Ooh, I like that, Matt. How are you containing Tyreek Hill? Uh, I am putting Sauce Gardner on him and saying, "Do your thing, young pup. Now is <laughs> yeah, the time. This is the guy that you're going to have to go against twice a year. This is why we took you fourth overall. Let's go." Ooh, I like right. that. Dude, I'll be fire. beating my yeah. chest. If Sauce shuts downhill, I will like be black and blue from just <laughs> pounding my chest. It'll be so, so exciting. I oh man, he is dangerous. I don't think I would let anyone, even Sauce, play against Hill without a safety over the top. Like you've we've seen how he's been burnt. Like I think you yeah, just have to make sure no one gets behind you. Like play back. Bridgewater's not running. You don't have to play spy. But Tyree Kelly, he might have like a little cut in. Have C.J. Mosley pop this dude in the grill. Have Quan Alexander right. knock his teeth out. 100%. That's the way to do it. Make him think twice about crossing the middle. Quan Alexander played 92% of the defensive snaps. So there's he, he's, he's out there, man. Right. Let him fatten some lips. That's what I'm saying, man. Let these little guys know. It's going to be rough out here today. Dude, if I'm thinking of free agent pickups that we've had that I've really liked, DJ Reed would yeah. probably be number one on my list. Number two there. on that list is Quan Alexander. I think. Mm. I mean, unless there's another one I'm missing, like I, Tomlinson hasn't earned it for me yet. Uh, Whitehead's been a little sloppy. You know, I think Quan has made his presence felt, and he was such a late addition to this team. Really liked it. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, it's funny because he was kind of like an afterthought. Like, we just kind of left him out there until the money got right. And it was dangerous. Yep. I mean, that's what, that's my perception. Who knows? They could have had an agreement, and he just wanted to go to Guam for a little while first. I want to go to New Zealand. All <laughs> it's right, like, yeah, I don't feel like going to training camp yet. Just sign me right. a little bit later. <laughs> they might have had that little handshake. I don't want to go to training camp. So I'll say, ah, Joe, you don't need to go to training camp. Okay, okay. Dad, and I, I know well, you. You're, you're fine. You understand the playbook, right? You're good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Like, right. We don't know. We're making we're making it up, you know. But yeah, I think so too, man. Like, look, obviously this staff likes Quincy Williams. They like him, mm -hmm. and it's sad because you know he's a he's a spotty guy. <clears throat> that that's kind of my issue with Quin with Quincy. 
He looks mm-hmm. really great one game and then he disappears. It's sad because the game that he got hurt in, he was on. He was lumping mm-hmm. people up, man. And and mm-hmm. and you like to see that. Clearly, the staff wants to give him his chance to be something, just like they're doing with Lamarcus Joyner. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think Quan Alexander coming in, he brings something that Quincy does doesn't have, which is being able to stay with the running backs and the tight ends. We've look, man. The last two weeks, we haven't seen as many screens. You know what I mean? What's that all about? Maybe it's Quan <laughs> well, Alexander. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm, I mean? Look, I hate to, I'll knock on some wood. I got some teak furniture right here. I'll, I'll do this good, good, <laughs> solid wood. But, um, you know, I mean, who knows? Quan Alexander is, is stronger in coverage than Quincy Williams and Mo, and CJ Mosley for that matter. And maybe that's what's happening. They don't trust it with, with Quan Alexander out there. It's weird. We were getting crushed by it all the time for all last year in the first two weeks. And all of a sudden it just stops. So what's that? Yeah. Jets Carpetbagger comes in, says, sorry, coming in late. Who do you think is most likely to have an impact in Miami game that was under the radar during the Steelers game? I'm going to say Huff. I like if there is someone that is flying under the radar, then like the three of us, we've been talking about Huff and we've been saying, hey, we've got to get this guy on the field. But from the bigger picture, um, if this guy can generate a sack or generate pressure where other guys can get sacks, I think that might be like an unsung hero for me. Um, yeah, Greenbean, I don't know. Is is there someone you think might have an impact in the Miami game that flew a little under the radar during the Steelers game? Mims. yeah it's denzel mims time get jeff smith off the damn field the zach wilson uh interception which was all zach's fault by it wasn't jeff smith he was actually open for a second there and zach should hit him but still he's got the bad mojo man beat it bring denzel i i doubt that's gonna happen i think uh, i know what i'd really like to see happen i would love to see either one of our running backs have a game where they're like a buck 20 like, you know, really like kind of take over the game a little bit, you know, use them in the fourth quarter, maybe maybe be up in the fourth quarter and be able to use mm-hmm. the running backs to seal the deal. I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd really, you know what I'm starting? I'd like to see it be Michael Carter if I had to choose. Michael Carter is slippery, shifty, and I, I'm telling you, past mm-hmm. pro this past week in particular, he's been rock solid, man. And I'd, I'd like to see Michael Carter kind of get his day to shine. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Michael Carter with a – uh, part B being Brees. Michael Carter is easily, I would say, top three favorite Jets right now. Like I just, I love, love everything about. Like I was actually hurt. I, I shouldn't say hurt, but I was up. I was a little upset when we took Brees because I like Carter that much. Like I would have taken a running back, but I wouldn't have taken one in the second round. Matt, what about you? Who's the most likely uh, to have an impact in the Miami game that maybe was an unsung hero or maybe was not noticed during the Steeler game? Ooh, this is a tough good one. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. This is a really good one. Um, can I say Garrett Wilson? I feel like that's a kind Ooh. of cop out because he was quieter. No, this was probably I his think that's fine. Game of then I'm gonna say Garrett. Then all right, all right, that's fair. I'll take that, guys. We had a a vote in the the live chat. I said, "Who was the MVP from Sunday?" Sixty four percent said Zach Wilson. Twenty one percent said Lamarcus Joyner. Nine percent said defensive line. Six percent said coaching. Uh, I wasn't sure who else to throw on there, so coaching wound up making it as the, the fourth one. I I was. Oh, that would have been a good upset. one. 
Yeah, I was upset yeah. ABT wasn't on it. Who I forget who I voted for, but yeah, I, I, I would have. I, I should have swapped out <laughs> coaching for ABT. That would have been the right the right yeah. move. Um, Greenbean, can you pull up your list, Matt? Can you go to Twitter? Yeah. I'm going to go over to yeah, last yeah. week's talking Jets panel, which is Get frustrating because I actually got to go to two videos because <laughs> the internet cut out uh, partly. Oh, yeah. I think was that last week or was it two weeks ago? I think it was that last was week. last week. Ugh, spit nails. Sturber. Kevin Sturber, you're the last qualifier for tonight. Kevin Sturber. All right, Greenbean, I'm going to give you five names from, you know, let's do, I'll do three names and then I'll do two names for the, actually I'll do three and three. Three from the first stream, three from the second stream. Um, Go ahead, I'm ready. All right. D-B-O-R-2730. Like D B O R two seven three zero. Yep. Uh, we're gonna pick Drug Monkey RX. That's a good <laughs> That's name. A great name. I like That's a great name. Great name. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and then the RX at the end. <laughs> oh, it's just great. so good. I love you guys. <laughs> and we're gonna do Cat Juice. Oh. <laughs> That's another one. It's not All a right. weird name. You guys would be. <laughs> uh, and then let me get three from the next one. Uh, we are going to do... Ooh, there's not as many on the second one. Okay, we're going to do uh, Kenneth Duffy. Right. Uh, let's go I'm sorry. Hold with... Hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I had a mistake. All right, Kenneth Duffy. Okay, I'm ready. Sorry. We're going to go with uh, Travis Preheim, P-R-E-H-I. What? Do you know who that is? Oh. Uh, it's Travis. I have no idea. The legendary Travis from Ohio. The Just Jets. What? Oh, Preheim, huh? All right. I've seen Preheim in the chat. Totally. I see him in the chat all the time. I just, I see, I, I can't put the, there's, there's very, I shouldn't say very few. There's a few guys that have like, keyed in on like oh i'm this person from this state this person from this state, and it's like it's all starting to click on like the call-in show but i didn't know who travis was disappointed oh yeah that's great though uh and then we're gonna go uh let's go peter one word peter, peter. like p-e-t or p-e-d like a little peter <laughs> p-e-t-e-r and then Matt, let's get uh, let's get five from the the Twitterverse. Assuming some people retweeted the stream. Okay, you ready? Go for it. Nick Dalbora. I D A L, D A L B O R A. All right. We'll do Nicholas Gonzalez. Let's get it, because that's funny. L-E-S-S-G-E-D-D-I-T. That is Love good. it. Let's get it. All right. Televised hippo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Knobcraft. Love it. There he is. All right. Knobcraft. There you go, buddy. All right, let's play a little bit of odds and evens. Three, two, one. That's a five. Nope, that's a seven. 
Math is hard. Seven. All <laughs> right. Okay. So here we go. Raw power, you're out. John, you're gone. Sports Frenzy's out. Billy SBC, you're out. Joe S. We got a lot of them tonight. Uh, Torian Williams. Whoops. Torian Williams, you're out. Mutt Vile, sorry, buddy. No. I'd like to see you in. I know. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> David's out. DeBoer is out. Cat Juice is gone. Travis from Ohio, you're out. Uh, Nick no. Delbora. Let's get it is gone. And our friend Knobcraft, you are out. Sorry. All right. Three, two, one. That's a six plus three. That's nine. That's an odd number. Ah, Jets forever. Beat it. You're out. Jingle dubs. Jingle dubs is gone. Merkovich, you're out. Duncan McLean, you're out. Oh, Drug Monkey RX. No! no. I was rooting for Drug Monkey. <laughs> I know. Peter, you're gone, and Televised Hippo is now gone. We have one, oh. two, three, four, five, six left. All right. Three, two, one. Curveball, right? It's a seven. Mm. <laughs> well, so it's been Zero. all odd tonight. Yeah. It's, it's seven. Okay. Randilla, you're gone. Sorry, Dom C is out. Kenneth Duffy is out. That's it. We got three. Got three left. All right, chat. Give us a name. All right, not a name. Give us a number. Uh, and I'll go with us. Three, two, one. We got a four plus. Mudfiles tried to jump the gun. Threw a one in there. Dom C got a seven. There it is. So what do we 11. got? Thank God Matt 11. counted because I forgot what we put up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's odd. Okay, that takes care of Vessel. Then Nicholas Kevin Sturber, the last entry from this chat. Ooh, <clears throat> you win. Kevin Sturber. Thank you for hanging out with us, dude. Reach out to me right. on one of my social media channels, uh, and I will get your information, your contact info. Have my people talk to your people. We'll send you a, a T-shirt. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us tonight. But let's go around our panel. We'll do some of our closing thoughts. Greenbean, what you got for our panel? Uh, I love this was fun, man. It's another fast one for me. This kind of I looked up, it was like ten. I'm like, oh my god. So uh, fun stuff. I'm happy to be with you guys and everybody in the chat. I think we're gonna do a little half hour late hang tonight. So um, let's go ahead at ten thirty over at Greenbean Jets Fan. We'll do another quickie live stream to kind of. Shake off or any other thoughts we have. And uh, yeah, we'll do that. See you there. I love it. Matt, any last words for our panel? I will be editing Just Jets after this. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. And also the Jet Report, Monday to Thursday, 2 p.m. on YouTube, available in podcast form after. Sub it up, baby. Thank you so much. I love it. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun flying with you. Thanks for flying with us. My name's Ryan. I've been your pilot. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!